0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. you You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Dukes and Brian Baldinger. In the huddle, Carl Dukes put him up along with my man, Brian Baldinger. Jason, lock on four, guys. We bring it to you every Tuesday and Thursday as we release new episodes. We're gonna bring in our good buddy, joining us from BetQL, the BetQL network. And if you've not been there, if you've not checked it out, guys, you've got to go check it out. You better you bet. Nick Costas joining us here on the show to get things started, and I'm pretty excited about everything that's going on. And we got to start, Baldy and Nick, with the game tonight: Bills Patriots. Right, Thursday night football. And you're looking at the Bills and you're going, okay, the record's good, but they haven't done crap in this division. When you look at their division record, this is a big game for the Bills. Nick, they're favored, I think, by four. What are you thinking about this game tonight?
1: Well, first off, great to be on with you guys. Hope you guys had an awesome Thanksgiving. Uh, I think Baldy and I are going to be on opposite sides of this game. Uh, I like Buffalo. Um, just on the point spread of the game, so uh, – You're right. Three and a half is the number right now. Buffalo, a three and a half point favorite. And just to give people a little context, this opened Buffalo, a five and a half point favorite. So we have Mm. seen new England get steadily bet over the course of the week. Now we're not talking like a tremendous line move here. Like I just, I always tell like people who are new to betting to think about key numbers as anchors, right? Three and seven are the two key numbers, right? When you think about how the math of the NFL works with field goals and touchdowns with the advent of the extra point being moved back, six becomes a key number as well with mixed extra with missed extra points. So anywhere in between like five and a half and three and a half. It's not exactly the same bet, but we haven't touched on any key numbers here. So we're in a range that I basically agree with. I make my own point spreads in the NFL. I think Buffalo should be closer to six than to three. So this is going to be a game guys where I'm not going to bet like a number edge that I have here. And I do that with some games and we can talk about those. I'm going to bet my opinion in the Thursday night football game. My opinion is the bills are going to smash them. So last Thursday night against the Minnesota Vikings, Mac Jones obviously looked terrific in that game. Maybe the best game of his pro career. He was great. I'm a bigger Mac Jones fan than most. Also, this Bills defense is not the Minnesota Vikings defense. It's a lot better than Minnesota's defense. Even without Von Miller, Tredavious White is back. Ed Oliver has been an absolute beast. Rousseau is back. Poyer's healthy. The Bills defense is healthy now. And look at what Minnesota's offense did to this New England defense last week. And I understand that the Bills might not have Deion Dawkins. Also, the Vikings didn't have Christian Darrisaw. I think this is going to be a game where Allen, Diggs, and Davis bomb this Patriots defense here. So I'm betting my opinion here, which can always be a little bit questionable, right? Because That opinion could be worth whatever. My opinion could be the same as anybody else's. I think the Bills win. I think the Bills cover. I like Buffalo on Thursday Night Football.
0: Baldy, let me ask you real quick about the the, the Patriots' defense. Um, Because every time I've counted them out, their defense has shown up. And that's the one thing I'm I'm hesitant about. Nick, I totally agree about the number with you. But I'm like, every time this season I've gone, ah – and then New England's defense shows up. And all of a sudden, you know, they're getting to the quarterback and they're getting turnovers. What do you think, Baldy?
2: Well, they've got a real candidate, Matt Judon, for Defensive Player of the Year. He was that candidate through about 12 weeks last year, and then he kind of fell off. Uh, he does so much for this team. and not It's not just sacking quarterbacks. He's just a very good football player. I, I kind of like the way the secondary is going. This Jack Jones is a really good young player, Jonathan Jones. Like, they've got some players that can match up. Um, you know, I'm not saying that they can, you know, shut down Stephon Diggs, but they can match up. They they know how to bracket guys. They had problems with Justin Jefferson on Thursday, you know, on Thanksgiving. Um, I'm a little – but the, the Patriots, to really to Nick's point here, they have to play a particular style of football. Like they have to possess it. They have to run it. They've got to keep Josh Allen off the field. They've got to get a turnover and maybe two. Like, when they can do those things, they can be in every game. But because they're just not an explosive team. They just can't get big chunk plays. It's just not part of their offense the way Buffalo can, the way Kansas City can. And that's why they're a good team. And they could be a very good team if they play their style. But that's all they can do. And if they have to play catch-up, if they have to play a different style, they're not very good at it. I like I mean, I like Nick's take on this thing. I think Buffalo's a better team right now. Matt Milano makes a big difference in that lineup. And Josh Allen, look, Deion Dawkins is in there. It's a loss, but Josh Allen just has the ability to kind of overcome that.
1: Yeah, can I, I, can totally I hit agree. you? Can I hit you just quickly with like two things there? Just on um, Baldy, what you're saying on the lack of explosiveness for New England, you're 100% right. I was kind of hoping to see this from New England last week. Not really, because I bet the Vikings, but like, I kind of want to see this from the Patriots. At some point, Tyquan Thornton has got to play a bigger role in this offense. Like he's got the vertical speed, the second round pick. I I feel like at some point they're going to have to start featuring him. Maybe it's tonight. I'm also curious to see Khalil Shakir, the Bills rookie wide receiver. I know McKenzie was great on Thanksgiving against Detroit. Shakir is playing a lot more in the Buffalo offense here. This is like a prop conversation right now and just trying to get ahead of stuff in the betting market. I'm looking at Thornton tonight to see if he can start to pop and the same for Khalil Shakir for the Buffalo Bills, just as an aside on those two rookie receivers in the game.
0: Nick Costas with us, guys, host of You Better, You Bet. Of course, Baldy, it's in the huddle, and we're hanging out with you guys. Let's talk about the Commanders and the Giants, Nick, because uh, who do you give the edge to here? Listen, uh, I, I, the Commanders, for some reason, have gotten my attention, okay? And yeah, don't know, yeah, because they lose, because they win every game. <laughs> but I don't know if it's an illusion or not, or if they are the team that I've seen over the last four weeks or so with Heineke at quarterback. What do you think about this game?
1: Yeah, probably somewhere in the middle. Like, Heineke will keep your team in the game. And, Baldy, was this your line? Someone said this on You Better You Bet this week. This might have been your line. Someone said it. He keeps your team and his team in the game simultaneously. <laughs> so I want to give credit if that was you that said it. I don't know no, who it was. Didn't say,
2: I, didn't, well, I didn't say it. Know, I know the line, but I, I didn't say that one.
1: It's it's, it is, it's a great line. Um. The point spread is fine. Like, again, I want people to think about things like this. Washington's a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Like, should Washington be favored in the game? Probably. But should they ever be a three-point favorite? No. No. And in the betting market, if that ever hit three, there would be resistance immediately. It's a game with a low total, so like points are valuable, right? In a game where we're not expected to see a lot of points scored. So Washington, a a two-and-a-half-point road favorite, I I don't think they should be that much of a favorite, maybe like a one-point favorite. And points do matter when you have a low total game. It's going to land one or two more often than like Kansas City and Cincinnati will, right? A game with a super high total here. So if I had to bet the game, I would only bet the Giants from like a betting angle here. I also think you get... Washington or, or, or the giants rather in a major, like, Break for them from what they had last week against Dallas, where I think the Cowboys are like potentially sleeping juggernaut here over the rest of the year. Maybe the best team in the NFC. And like, let's get used to, by the way, the Cowboys are going to tamp on wild card weekend with the way that things are going to break right now. And we're going to get the Cowboys at Tom Brady, probably the four or five matchup on wild card weekend, most likely here. So this is not the Cowboys that the Giants are playing here. And I think the market's kind of saying that the Giants are as bad as they looked against Dallas, and Washington's not nearly as good as Dallas. So if I had to bet the game, I would bet the Giants. One other angle here, and just to explain this to your audience very quickly for people that don't know, one of the tools in a better's toolbox is a six-point teaser, right? And a lot of people will use the teaser incorrectly. A teaser is when you move the line six points in a direction. If you are ever going to tease, you should look to capture three and seven. What does that mean? The Giants are two-and-a-half-point home underdogs. If you tease the Giants up, you tease them up to plus eight-and-a-half. That means if the Giants lose by three, you win your teaser leg. It means if the Giants lose by seven, you win your teaser leg. So you capture the two big, it's a math problem basically, right? And also you can apply your football analysis to it as well. I think the Giants are a magnificent teaser leg in a game with a low total coming up on Sunday against the Commanders.
0: And that's why we talked to Nick Costas. That's why, right there. He's, he's like giving play you predictions uh, already. He's bro. giving you
2: information. And
1: that's not a prediction. Like that's a spoiler. Like Dallas <laughs> no, no, is going to no, be the saying,
2: five. You're saying that, <laughs> Dallas is playing Tampa round one. I mean, that's a prediction, Nick.
1: No, that's a spoiler. Dallas is not going to win the NFC East. Most likely, probably not going to win the division. Philly, easy schedule coming down the stretch. Tampa's likely to win the NFC South and have the worst record of any of the four division winners in the NFC. Tampa would be the four. Dallas would be the five. I think that is like the a massive favorite to be the four or five matchup on wildcard weekend in Tampa. And that, Dallas would be a three-point road favorite.
2: That, that is a prediction. Coming from Nostradukas, I know predictions when I hear them. You know, Carl, like you watched that Falcon game. I mean, look, Cordero Patterson is wide open in the end zone. Yes, he is. And Mariota has throwing the ball for the game winner. And Deron Payne gets his ball up in the in the air and bats it, you know, and it's intercepted. Um, they had a hard time last last week. Washington did stopping both Mariota and the backs. They, they couldn't. And so that's what Daniel Jones can present. He can present the same issue that the, the Washington had, but. Washington's got a toughness about him. They're starting to play like Ron Rivera wants him to play. I've talked to him about it. There's a physical component to this team that all all areas, the safeties, the linebackers, Jamin Davis, looks like a number one pick. The defensive line is great, really good. And so I'm going to go with the defense of Washington here to win this game. And probably exactly the way Nick described, it's probably a field goal game. The, The Giants, when they do win, it's usually by a low total um it's whatever the under is Nick I mean I would take the under in this game and that's where I'm at with this but the Giants certainly could spoil this thing here but it's going to be really separate because everybody has you know four teams from the east in the playoffs right now this game could help to separate that right now to make it just three teams
0: you better you bet host Nick Costas with us here on in the huddle put them up Carl Dukes Brian Boldinger you like Jacksonville Nick this week why
1: uh, I think Trevor Lawrence had his awakening last week against the Ravens. And I, I and I, I said this, you know, with Jacksonville coming off its bye, I just thought it made sense. And like, I, I feel like silly sometimes saying stuff like this with like Baldy who like play and is like, you know, I was forgotten more about football than I know. This is just my sense of someone who's been watching football die hard every single week, literally since 1990 for o- over 30 years. My thought is we've seen this before Trevor Lawrence year two, by week, Doug Peterson as his coach. And this was kind of reflected in a lot of the postgame quotes, like from the Jaguars in the locker room, talking about the impact Peterson's made, not just on Lawrence, but the team. But like, Trevor Lawrence was too good at Clemson to look the way that he looked last year with Urban Meyer and then parts of the first half of this season prior to the bye week. And then he comes out in the fourth quarter. And like, we've seen this before when like the flip switches for the young quarterback and they are just slinging it. And you're just like, oh my God, like they're going to win this game. It is inevitable. Now, I'm not saying the Jaguars are going to win the division or win every game uh that down the stretch here, just that I think that the Jaguars are becoming something different now with Trevor Lawrence being what Trevor Lawrence is, and I don't think the betting market is accounting for it. So Detroit opens a one-point favorite. I think the Jaguars should be favorites in the game. They are now, not because I think it, just because I think people agree with me here. Uh, I think if it's close at the end, the Jaguars are going to find a way to win the game because they have Trevor Lawrence and the Lions have Jared Goff. No disrespect to Goff. He ain't Trevor Lawrence. I'll take the Jaguars to win in Motown.
0: Baldy, the, the Lions have been in every game because of their offense, right? And even on the Thanksgiving Day game, we talked about it last week. Jason, you and I, when we were talking about, we're going to get a good noon game. I mean, usually mm-hmm. that noon game sucks. And we got a really good entertaining yep. noon game, and the Bills had to find a way to get it done. Um, I, I'm kind of leaning the other way. Here. It's only one point, right? It's one point, Nick? Yep. Basically,
1: like, pick the winner of the game is essentially yeah. what it is. It's a pick em, right?
2: Look, Carl, like I mean, look, Trevor was awesome in the fourth quarter. 18 points, two point conversion, game winner, game winning drive, fourth down conversions. Like he he threw the ball the way I think everybody saw him throw it at Cartersville High School in Georgia there, the way he threw it, Clemson. Like he threw the ball the way you gotta win in this league. But I like Detroit. I I, I love the way Detroit competes. They they could have easily won that game on Thanksgiving. Um they're their young players are significant. You know, whether it's Penny Sewell or whether it's Amon Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown, whether it's Malcolm Rodriguez, Aiden Hutchinson, Akuda, like your young players are stepping up and they're going to get their guards back that didn't play on Thanksgiving, which was a big deal. And I got it. I just think Jared Goff is playing really good football, like really consistent football. He, and so I like the Lions. I, I like the way that they compete. I think they bounce back in this game. They've had 10 days to get ready for this. Uh, they they believe in the coach. It's not the greatest coaching job, timeouts, and clock management. He's brutal. But there's, there's questions there. He's a little too emotional probably yeah. to make those decisions. But I like Detroit <laughs> to bounce back in this game.
1: Get, yeah. Can we get the Andre Swift involved a little bit more in the run game here? It's just killing me with the Jamal well, Williams. Well, he can he stay
2: healthy
1: there? He practiced can in full for like two months straight.
2: He's like,
1: right. he has a Mr. The practice. They don't give him the ball. It's insane. He's the best running well, back.
2: Jamal Williams is going to get the ball in short yards and goal line situations because he's a baller. So yeah. then you got to work. Then can he practice? Can he stay healthy? We see what he can do on the perimeter and in space.
0: The game. And by the by way, way
2: yeah. This Ben Johnson in Detroit's gonna be a head coach. He's gonna be Mike McDaniel. This offense coordinator there it's good. It's is good. It's he, good. He's really he's it's the subtle, creative things that he does is noticeable.
0: Yeah, that's a great point, Baldy. Uh game is in Detroit, by the way. Nick, let's talk about Dolphins 49ers. Um, some people are saying, okay, you know, could this be a preview down the road? Speaking of predictions. What do you think about this? 49ers, three-and-a-half-point favorite. We're talking betting with our guy Nick Costas from You Better You Bet here on In the Huddle. What do you
1: think? Yeah, I think, you know, Super Bowl rematch. What is that? That Super Bowl, what, Super Bowl 19 with the Montana, 907? Montana, Marina. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, over born in, <laughs> I, was born you in
2: 1980.
1: I was born in 1983, but I can <laughs> okay, tell you, Baldy, Student of NFL history, I can tell you who won every Super Bowl, the final score, the MVP of every game. I'm
2: not disputing the knowledge, brother.
1: 38-16, final score there with the Niners and the Miami Dolphins in that Super Bowl. Um, So the Niners are a four-point favorite in this game. Sometimes I'll come on, like my show, You Better, You Better, like we do more of these, and I will tell you guys that both myself – And my co-host on the show, Ken Barkley, who like could be a professional better if he wanted to, does a show with me. And I'm thankful for that. Guests we have on during the week who literally move the betting market. Like when they make a bet, the line will literally move because of it. These are people with influence. not like your next door neighbor who's betting 50 bucks on the game. No disrespect (laughs) to that guy. But I'm being honest, right? People that actually like move the betting market. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes sometimes we will all agree. And everyone's like, this is the bet to make on the game. And – More often than not, I feel like we'll probably win, but we lose because, like, it's called gambling, not sure thing, right? On this game, there is, like, legitimate, like, a split here. Some people like the Dolphins. Some people like the San Francisco 49ers. So I bet Dolphins plus three and a half on Sunday night. My thought was the point spread of the game should be three, and I want to capture three and a half ahead of a key number, right? Apparently, people disagree because the number's been bet up to four, and right now I have the worst of the number right now. I can tell you that my thought on this game – I do think that the two teams are are fairly even. The Niners are better. They should be favored. I'm not going to make the case the Dolphins should be favored. But I don't think San Francisco should be more than a three-point favorite in this game. We look at what happened on Sunday. The Niners shut out the Saints, and that's going to get all, like, the headlines, oh, look how great this defense played. Listen, I bet the Saints, so, like, I was watching that game. New Orleans could have easily won the football game. Like, San Francisco got, yes, like, the defense had some stops on, like, fourth in, like 10 straight fourth-in goals it was very aggravating. New Orleans could have easily not just kept that game closer but won that football game. Eli Mitchell's down now. McCaffrey doesn't practice on Wednesday. I know that Shanahan shuttled these running backs in and out. You know who you'd rather have than Tyrion Davis-Price and Jordan Mason? Christian McCaffrey. Also, I know Mike McDaniel's the Shanahan understudy. I'll say this. Kyle Shanahan's a great coach and a great play caller. Also, he's ridiculously conservative in the big spots, and betters hate that about him. When it gets down, he's going to kick the field goal. He's going to punt in the big spot. He's, like, afraid in the big moments, and that's my opinion. I'm not trying to say that everyone on the show feels that way. That's my thought. You know who's not scared? Mike McDaniel. Who do I trust more in a big spot to make the right call, to win a game, to cover a spread, to cash a ticket? Mike McDaniel and the Miami Dolphins. What? yeah, not even close. Either. What? Not even close. Not even – when it comes down to it, when you bet on a team to win a game, would you rather have Kyle Shanahan, who's going to send out Robbie Gould in the punt unit, or Mike McDaniel, <laughs> who's going to go for it? It's not even close. It's not even close. So, for me, it's the Dolphins at any number above three. Yeah, but that Five conservative point the game style,
2: Nick, has had Jimmy Garoppolo win 40 games. 40 games.
1: I'm, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm, I'm no, saying I'm he's just saying ultra-conservative.
2: it wins a lot of games, Nick. All right. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be more aggressive in spots. I've seen Mike McDaniel at midfield week week one against New England on fourth and seven, go for it. Yeah, like Bill Belichick would never do that, but Mike McDaniel won that game that week one because of it. I I don't know where you're going, Nick. With New Orleans could have easily won the game. I saw (laughs) Hafanga blow up. Okay, oh, Alvin Kamara at the goal line. That That's what happens. Like, That's the what happens to money. Back when they get smacked, like That's what the, but what you but what you better don't know is what smacking <laughs> does to players. Alvin Kamara gives the ball up at the goal line. I saw Eli Mitchell go 33 yards straight up the middle for a touchdown, and they called George, you know, Kittle for a holding call, questionable call. Like, like you say they could have easily won the game. They could have you could have given New Orleans, 100 tries, they weren't going to score a freaking point. Make because it. that's what the 49ers' defense does. They have the best group of Sorry. linebackers in the right. league It's not close. Yeah, The speed, the way that they hit, the way that they blow things up. And we haven't even said Nick Bose's name. Because I don't know if Taran Armstead's going to go. Like, it's his left shoulder. Like, I think he's going go to go. And, and he can play with injuries he's always
1: 50, done. 50-50 probably, right, at this point in the week when we record it, this. It seems like, he's like going to try it. to go,
2: Nick. Okay? He'll strap it up. But Nick Boza has only one goal in life. He doesn't care how many books he reads. He doesn't care who the president is. Like he just wants oh, to, he sack quarterback to the quarterbacks.
1: He maybe just he wants the to
2: players. literally take Tua down. That's it. That's all he cares about. And Mike McDaniel knows that. So how he, you know, how he postures this and protects this is going to be a big part of the game. But I'm not going against the 49ers in this game. I can't but just either. Prices,
1: like betting wise here, Miami, San Francisco wins by three. I win my bet. I true. So like true. I, I, need, true. I, I lose if San Francisco wins by four. Yeah. So that's kind of why I like the bet. I think San Francisco should be favored, just not by more than three.
0: Good stuff, Nick. Uh Jets, Vikings. Quarterback change with the Jets. It made a difference last week, but the Bears didn't have Justin Fields and, and he shouldn't play the rest of the season, which Baldy and I'll probably talk about here in just a little bit. But are you buying the Jets? Because the Vikings are a three-point favorite in this game.
1: I know that I can be pretty bombastic and I'm pretty energetic, just like in general in life, but I promise that I am not prone to hot takes. I promise you that that is the case. You guys will learn that about me. I say it when we start every You Better You Bet. You get no hot take BS on the show, just bets and sports. Like I like to talk sports. I like to keep it real. So this is going to sound like a hot take and sounds like something that I do all the time. I do not do this all the time. This is my opinion coming up on this game. And like I will always acknowledge, and some people are like, well, he's hedging his opinion here. This is like Confucius like says, like true knowledge knows from knowing what you don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in the game. People that tell you they know what's going to happen like are, are, are scammers, right? I'm not going to tell you that this is what's going to happen in the game. But this is my opinion, and I feel pretty strong about it. I think the Jets are going to blast them on Sunday. I love, love the Jets in this game here. Minnesota's defense, the underlying metrics are not good. I am not suggesting the Vikings are a bad team. I am just suggesting they are not as good as their record indicates. The betting market says that. When they're less than a three-point favorite at home against New England, and now they're laying only three at home against the Jets, people will look at this and say, oh, my God, their record is so good. How could this be? They were also a home underdog against Dallas. It got destroyed 40-3. to Now, that's confirmation bias, right? Well, Dallas killed them, so they're not good. Or they're just not good, like period, right? This defense isn't great. I'm not saying Mike White is Joe Namath. I'm not saying he's Boomer Esiason. They also don't need him to be. They need competence at the quarterback position with the weapons they've got on offense. And by the way, this might be, and Baldy, curious your opinion here, is this the second best defense in football? If you think San Francisco's is the best, it's a top five defense, right? The best unit in this game is the Jets defense. That number one in this one here. So if Mike White just doesn't turn the football over and spreads the ball out and lets Garrett Wilson run past bad Vikings cornerbacks here and the Jets' defense does its thing, I think the Jets are going to win this game by 10. It's a hot take. I understand. I am not prone to that. I'm going to bet the Jets in this game, plus three and on the money line, I think the Jets go into Minnesota, Baldy. I think they win the game.
2: Mm. Well, I did that game last week in New York and I saw Mike White play and he made quick, accurate decisions all day. To your point, Carl, I mean, the Bears were way down. I mean. It's a bad I mean, defense. Two starters. Defense. From the, I mean. Yes. So, I get that. But he still made all the throws. And he gets the ball out of his hands fast. He did the same thing against Cincinnati in his first start last year when he threw for 400. And he looks like to be a gamer. He brought the team down the field last week at the end of the first half in the final minute to get a field goal. He took the team down the field against the Bengals last year in the final minute to win the game. He's got that thing to him. And they do have really good weapons. I think Minnesota is just further along. I just think they have better stars right now. And the game is in the hands of the stars. Like I understand that the Jets' defensive line uh can affect Kirk Cousins and and maybe he'll throw him to. And if he does, the Jets are gonna win the game. But I I also know that Justin Jefferson is just a difference maker. Like they're stars, Dalvin, just like they're just more stars. If Brees Hall was in here and like, like all that for the Jets, okay. I just think Minnesota is just further along with the way that they have built this team and the way that it's being coached. So I like I like I think the Jets are a fantastic story because Mike White's gonna start He's going to be the starter the rest of the year as long as he stays healthy. Like this Zach Wilson thing is over for this year. But so Mike Mike White's the quarterback, and that's a good thing. I just think that this is a tough spot for the Jets this week. They go to Buffalo next week. This is a this is a real stretch where we're going to find out. Can they stay in the playoff hunt or aren't they going to stay?